I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Gina Cocking on the line, and she's the Managing Director and Partner over at Colonnade Advisors. Uh, Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Adam. So, Gina, um, I want to get more into what you're doing over at Colonnade Advisors and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Well, it started right out of college. I went to the University of Chicago undergrad and uh, had spent my years growing up watching the ticker on the bottom of the screen when watching the financial news networks with my father. And I thought, wow, you know, Wall Street looks pretty interesting. And so I had the opportunity to get into investment banking. And I spent most of my career in investment banking. Uh, ten years For 10 years, I was a CFO of a couple of specialty finance companies. But most of my time has been focused on mergers and acquisitions and capital raises, largely for uh, founder-owned companies they are looking to sell their companies and working with corporate entities that are looking to spin off a division or a business that's non-core to their ongoing business. That's awesome. Um, so there's some, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs listening that are maybe they're just graduating college and or they're, you know, just getting their feet wet and they're thinking about going through a, a, a career in finance. And, you know, I've had uh, quite a few advisors and financial services from that side of the of you um, answer the question on the podcast. But what about M&A and the investment banking side for those new people that are thinking of going that route? What would be your advice to them on, uh, on uh, kind of breaking into the industry? Sure. Well, uh, you know, number one, I think it's really important to be informed on deals that are happening, the market in general. And number two, to network, network, network. Uh, many of my jobs have come over the years through people that I have met, um, people that I've met 20 years ago. So keeping your network up is extremely important. Mm. And then finally, if you're looking for a job on Wall Street, it's important to remember it will, especially coming right out of college, it will be one of the most valuable jobs you can have because in two years, you're going to pack in four years' worth of experience. So it's hard and it's intense, but you will have a, a, a new grad will have a name on their resume that will take them through the rest of their careers. Wow, that's great advice. I love it. Um, so, Gina, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get into what you're doing over at uh, Colonnade Advisors as Managing Director and Partner. So, first, tell me a little bit more about the business, please. Sure. We uh, were founded 20 years ago. Actually, I was employee number one. We uh, had left J.P. Morgan. I left with the head of the technology M&A practice, and we formed Colonnade to form uh, to focus on mergers and acquisitions for technology companies. Over time, we have morphed into working, focusing more on business services and financial services companies. Over the last 20 years, we've done $8 billion in transactions. Uh, most of our transactions range in size from $75 million to $125 million. We've had clients that are much larger, that have assets on their balance sheet of $1.2 billion, and other clients that are smaller, that are maybe uh, $20 million in value. So, Throughout 
the types of companies we've worked with, we often have the opportunity to work with founders and entrepreneurs of companies. And, you know, this, um, and this is really their first large transaction. So it's, I've always found it really invigorating to work with entrepreneurs because the transactions that we get involved with selling their company is probably the most meaningful business transaction they're going to be involved with in their entire career. We you know, are in a position that we're helping our clients not only become wealthy but make generational wealth when they sell their companies. So they've spent you know, five, ten years putting blood, sweat, and tears into their companies, and we help them realize their dreams. That's awesome. Um, any type of uh, trends that you notice, just from your vantage point, I mean, you've been in the business a long time. You're obviously an, an expert in your field, and you're working with large companies. Any trends you care to comment on? This has been a very uh, robust time for mergers and acquisitions, especially for private companies. There is a lot of capital available. There is more uh, private equity money available than in the history of the United States. We have about a trillion dollars in overhang, which means that's money that is uh, not yet invested but on private equity firm balance sheets, which means they can go and they need to go and put that money to work. That coupled with the fact that banks are looking to put money to work and interest rates are low creates a great environment for financing the acquisitions of companies. On the flip side, at the actual companies, uh, the economy has been doing well, so companies have been growing. You know, they have been expanding post-recession, and they have now uh, you know, three, four, five years track record of growing and expanding, which that, all that together is increasing valuations in the industry. So we are seeing a higher frequency of mergers and acquisitions, especially especially at the lower end of the, you know, of the middle market. And we see private equity firms competing for deals, which is driving valuations up, which is all good for owners of companies. So, Gina, um, how do business owners get ready to sell their company? I mean, I think because there's some people listening that are maybe, I mean, they're, they're, they're just kind of juggling with this. They may fit in that category you're talking about, but they just have no idea what it, what it even entails. Sure. Well, the, the first thing to do uh, for a business owner is to work backwards and think about at what point would I like to exit my company? So let's just kind of talk about, uh, selling your company. At what point would I like to exit my company? Um, let's say you're a business owner and you're like, when I'm 50 years old, I would like to be retired on a beach. And so then I say, okay, let's work backwards. Let's do the math. If you're going to sell your company, if you want to be out of your company in five years and you're an owner entrepreneur, meaning you're key to running the business, you're going to have to stay with that business for a number of years post-sale because the business probably won't be as great without you. So if that is the case, you know, assume that post-sale you're going to need to spend three years of the company under the new owners. Then it will take you about a year to 18 months all in to sell the company, uh, you, the, including the time it takes to get ready to sell and then actually going through the process. So really, if you would like to sell your company and walk away from the business, you have to start four to five years in advance. Now, tactically, what needs to be done 
if a person would like to sell their company, number one, uh, kind of looking back you know, on uh, Porter's typical SWOT analysis, you're going to want to make sure that you are well positioned compared to your competition. What is differentiating you? What is your secret sauce? Because that's what people are really interested in. How are you different from your direct competitor that's in Austin when you're based in Minneapolis? Um, you need to have your financial house in order. Have an audit. I can't emphasize that enough. Too often small companies say, well, I don't need an audit. I'm a small company. I own 100% of it. It doesn't matter. Buyers want you to have an audit because it's a stamp of approval. It confirms for them that you have, uh, that, that there's no fraud going on in the business and it's a, uh, it's a, a thing that they need in order to get comfortable with the business. It's important to have good relationships with your customers and handshakes just aren't enough. If you have large customers, they need to be papered. You need to have contracts, multi-year contracts. Not having customer concentration is extremely important. If you have a customer that accounts for more than 20% of your profitability, it will be much harder to sell your company because your earning stream is at risk if that customer walks away. So making sure you have a diverse customer base is important. And then finally, employees. Making sure you have uh, the right seats on the bus filled, that you have your key employees there, and that your employees will stay with you through a transition. So sometimes that means putting in, putting in place employment agreements or agreements where the employees get paid post the sale of the company. And so if you take care of your employees, you take care of your your customer base, Make sure you have a diversified uh, revenue stream and you have your financial housing. You should be in pretty good position to kick off the sale process with an investment bank like Conway and hit the market to start, you know, getting valuations for your company. That's awesome. Uh, so, Gina, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Colonnade Advisors or to connect, what's the best way for them to reach out? Uh, two ways. I can be found on LinkedIn. My name is Gina Hacking. And also our website, Colonnade Advisors, um, is easy to Google. And uh, we have a lot of information on there, including white papers on various industries, blog posts, and information about deals that we've done. That's awesome. Um, well, hey, just, Gina, just want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, sharing more about your background, all the great work you're doing over at Colonnade Advisors. And to the audience, as always, I uh, really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a value out of this. If you did, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Gina, thanks again for coming on the show.